Chapter 6 Tomash Fate is like a strange, unpopular restaurant filled with odd little waiters who bring you things you never asked for and don't always like. Lemony Snicket, The Slippery Slope Welcome, brave traveler, to Salandrian, a city steeped in murder, mystery, and madness. Stagnation and complacency have run rampant, and something monstrous churns behind the dark. A group of private investigators are the only thing that stands in the way of injustice and despair. Let us join them now for another exciting episode of The Beholder's Eye! One, two, one, two, three, four. After hours, one day, a few days after your last couple of uh, missions, you, the five of you are sitting around the break room having a beer and discussing those open cases that you have and uh, some of the things that you've completed recently. As Barry gets up to pour everyone another round, you all notice a high-pitched droning starting to raise in volume quickly. The noise seems to be coming from the center of the room, and as the noise grows to the point of being unbearable, a red, translucent rune starts to trace itself into the air. Everybody get down, it's a shatter spell! I drop all the beer. <laughs> and as it finishes the last stroke, uh, there's an Morris odd- keeps his beer. <laughs> uh, there's an odd popping noise, and standing in the middle of the room is a tall half-elf. Blue runic tattoos cover every inch of exposed skin that you can see, his long golden hair is drawn back and held in place by a ruby-laden circlet. He is wearing battle-worn leather mage armor and appears to be out of breath. He quickly surveys the room and says, By Sototh, the ritual worked! This is the Beholder's Eye, yes? Yeah, who are you? Good, good, there isn't much time, there isn't much time. The five of you must go to Sebastian's home for wayward boys and protect a boy named Tomash. It has been seen that he will play an important role in the coming conflicts. And if he gets a hold of... No, you must not! No, 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 time travel is impossible. No, you must not! We we will not stand a chance against... And, and he starts to cut off... Abruptly, Come back, Terminator. His body starts to fade away <laughs> rapidly. You can see as his body's fading kind of in and out that his face tightens with obvious strain and his body starts to become solid again. And he says, this must happen or we will be lost to the... And he fades out completely. And as he does, you hear that weird popping noise again. Okay, so maybe I shouldn't have interrupted him. Why do we have to protect this Tomas kid? It's really important, but I know Sebastian's place. I used to grow up there. Well, you... Okay, so How you exactly just had a man appear out of nowhere you and tell you that. I mean, I'm not fully... You stopped growing up there? Yeah, I left. No, you just had a man show up out of nowhere and tell you to go protect a boy named Tomas. That was weird, man. Should we do this? Yeah, I'm already on my way. Are you kidding me? Follow like me, gang. He said it was really important. I uh, grab my little cape thing and throw it over my shoulders and get ready to leave. 
promptly. Okay. Do we just do anything that anyone drops by and asks us to do? Yeah, he, <laughs> at a he random moment. Said nothing about payments. No. I mean, well, what's your name? I mean, about- he did create some emergency. <laughs> Barry, you pay me for this? Let's There's go no talk charity. to Aldenar. Well, I mean, it's Sebastian's house of the fucking wayward boys. So, you know, I'm maybe sure they we- have a fuck ton of money. Yeah. It's like the lost I maybe boys, but a little less. Pro bono. <laughs> What is this? Pro- I don't know. Slightly Swifty less colorful than word. the Lost Boys. Bones are involved, Swifty. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so everybody's going to go take off to Sebastian's home for Wayward Boys. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I follow Chirp. I know she's on the way to help. The I'm, I'm all about protecting the innocent, so Chirp would be on that. Uh, Barry, are you going to tell anybody about your connection to this place? Yeah, I was grow- I was raised there for a good while until I left. Um, oh, were you? Oh, yeah. yeah oh. Is your last name Waywood? No, no. My last name was Scale Weaver, but my parents <laughs> didn't give that to me. It was the gnomes I hung out with afterwards. I don't know what my parents called me, other than maybe a bastard. Unwanted? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the five of you make your way over to Sebastian's home for Wayward Boys. I used to beg on that corner. And uh, it is late evening. And as you're getting up to the the orphanage, you see that it is a three-story building. All of the... There's no light in any of the windows except for the windows near the main office what door. They still don't pay their electricity bill. I mean, it's probably about 10, 30, almost 11 o'clock at night. Dark. It's dark, yes. And I think they're open, guys. Well, as the five of you approach, you can see that the the office hours are such that it would be that they are closed. But you see that there is a light on. You know, a there's a candle lit inside the office. Sebastian, <laughs> <laughs> open the fucking door. Uh, hey, chill out. The door swings open very quickly, and standing in front of you is a very stocky dwarven woman. She looks to be at least in her late 200s. She's got stark white hair and a very stern look on her face, and she, she kind of looks you up and down for a second. She says, Oh, Barry! And yeah. she brightens immediately and seems Hi. very welcoming all of a sudden. Yeah. She says, our favorite son has returned. What what can we do for you tonight? And you've brought friends. I always knew that you would make friends. I told you it could make friends. Why do you always got to do this to me? Lisa, not his friends. Co- oh. Co-workers, actually. Oh, is, is you, you work with him. Uh, no, I am Abigail. I... I'm the night manager here, and I watched Barry sleep for most of his youth. That's really creepy. Yeah, that's why I had to leave. <laughs> um, what can I do for all of you tonight? Is there something that uh, you needed? Uh, yeah, we have a, a boy. One of your uh, wayward boys here is uh, supposedly going to be in some trouble. We're here to save the day. Oh, which one of the boys is it? Tomas. Tomas? Oh, Tomas, yes. Yeah. He's, he should be asleep in his bed up on the third floor. Can I mean, you tell us a little bit about Tomas? What kind of boy he is? Oh, he's a sweet boy. He, she says, no, Tomas is a, he's an eight-year-old uh, half-elf boy, and he, he is just the sweetest. He cares about everyone around him. Um, he is a bit naive, though, in some of the, 
the older boys that like to bully some of the smaller childrens have I taken a, a a liking to making fun of him for for being a half elf, just like you. Kids Barry. are so mean. Ugh, kids are so They're, mean. Yeah. Well, let's go check in on I him. I pat Barry on well, the back and say it's gonna be okay, man. Surely, I mean, surely he's fine. As you know, we we have guards on both floors watching the boys. Nothing. Nothing bad could possibly happen to them. Well, we're just going to need to do a quick investigation up there because we've got tipped out that things may not be as they seem. Okay, well, I I guess we can just this one time for you, my sweet boy. And he, she she uh, reaches out and pinches your cheek, Barry. And, and says, I kind of <laughs> smile and begrudgingly throw her hand off. It's so... <laughs> Good to see you again, too, Abigail. And so she uh, she leads the five of you into the orphanage, and um, right off of the main office, there is a stairwell that leads directly up to the third floor, and she says, well, I've got to stay here and um, keep an eye on the front, so why don't you go ahead and lead your friends upstairs? You can even show them where you slept. And uh, just go check in. Um... Charles is up on the the third floor watching the boys, um, and he should have everything under control. But could you could you bring this up for him? And she uh, goes into the other part of the office real quick and brings you out a cup of tea, and hands it to you, and doesn't really give you an option of saying yes or no. Just kind of hands. I it grab to it. Uh, I take him up the stairwell, and I'm like, "These are the stairs they used to push me down." <laughs> um, uh, down this hall is when. Uh, they pantsed me and locked me out of my room. It was down the <laughs> hall to the left. Yep, that one. Uh, so as the five of you make your way to the top of the stairwell, um, who's going first? I, I assume yeah, Barry. I'm, I'm kind of leading, leading everybody. Showing them up, yeah. um, Barry, as you get up to the top of the third level stairs, uh, you notice that the normally there is a guard kind of at the entrance of, right, right before where the doors are are to the main rooms where oh, all the boys really sleep. They really protect these wayward boys. Uh, there's just one, one, one guard per floor. Um, Very safe. Yeah, and usually they'll be sitting outside that door uh, with a candle, something like that, uh, just to keep some light for themselves so they can stay awake all night. And you can see from the top of the stairs that the chair that Charles would normally be sitting in is toppled over and the candle is out and on the floor next to it, um, and Charles is nowhere to be seen. Guys, I think something's ar- awry. Oh, Charles no. is missing. Uh, <laughs> should we stealthily move forward well, now, or quickly? We know we need to investigate. Let's quickly move. Forward. Who would have thought right. that something would You're have been awry in the this situation? I'm going to sprint to the room then. Okay, uh, so. As he sprints to the room, I want to do an investigation check on the chair and the candle in that area where Charles is sitting. Okay. Um, so as Barry's running into the room, give me a... D20. Oh, I run down the hall with Barry, 16. by the way. Okay. Um, yeah, so as uh, Barry and Lazy run down the hallway into the, the main sleeping room for all these boys, uh, which is... You know, pretty much the whole third floor. There's beds every couple of feet all the way down. Uh, Swifty takes a look at the tipped over chair and candle. And he throws his night vision goggles on because it's pretty dark up here now. And he can see that there are little droplets of blood 
all over the place around this chair and this candle. And there's a little bit of a smear next to the, the chair. But other than that, I mean, there is no other trace of Charles or anything else that happened. It's a couple of claw marks on the wall Does next the to the chair. Does smear lead to like a door or direction like a drag body would? No, no, okay. almost like so something you, happened and yeah, then he it just... it doesn't poof. give you a trail to follow. Exactly. Okay, so I move on to where they are. So, I'm assuming uh, Chirp and Boris, you're following Barry and... Yeah, Boris is at the back. He's just at the very back behind everyone. He's a okay. little... I don't know, he's a little worse for worse today. Just a little <laughs> apprehensive? Yeah, yeah he's just a little back. out of it. Okay. So, as uh, Barry and Lazy kind of burst into the room... The two of you make me a perception check real quick. Uh, it's dark in there. Oh, Barry, you have night vision. Yeah, I do. I don't. That's a 19 total for me. Okay. 15. Okay, so as the two of you bust into the room, Barry, you with your night vision can see pretty well across the about 50 feet to the end of the room and see that there is a bed all the way down in the left-hand corner, right next to one of the windows that has like a humanoid figure hunched over it. And the two of you can both kind of make out that it's humanoid, but it's definitely no shape you've ever seen before. Do, um, I, do we, can I throw something at it? Hold on. I instantly, I'm, yeah, I throw a dart at it. A okay. dart? Yeah. I'm going to say this happens at the same time as like both of you bust in and see this. So I'm going to see, I want to see what he's going to do. Yeah, it is the lawn dart. 25. Okay. Well, after she throws her dart, I cast uh, hold person. Okay. Oh, is that a... That's a save, wisdom save, yep. Three points of damage. I should really make my darts a little better. Uh, What's your DC? Uh, DC is 16. Yeah, he saves. He saves? Wait, would he get disadvantage maybe because I hit him with a dart at the same time? No, this kind of happens at the same time. So you definitely hit him, though. You catch him off guard, and you see this figure kind of take your dart and immediately, not like almost not even phased by it. How much damage did it do? Yeah, definitely not phased by it. Grabs this sleeping form of this boy that's on the bed in front of it and immediately just barrels out the window. And I you're run, on the third floor, by I the run way. after it. Okay. Yeah, how far away? Uh, about 50 feet. About 50 feet. My it's... movement speed's 40. Am I going to see where he goes out the window? Yeah, hold on. I want to see what everybody else is doing as I'm as running. This I, I hear the glass crash and run yeah. from. Yeah, like, run... I turn the corner behind Cherub. I'm like, what's going on, guys? Yeah, the, the three of you in the back come into the room and, like, bury. I'm assuming you're running as well. Yeah. I'm... Uh, Barry and Lazy are already halfway across the room to the window. And as as the three of you start to catch up, Barry and Lazy get to the window. So hold on, for the record, I sprint. I can move sixty feet. Yeah. And I, I mean, she can. I jump out the window. Oh, you're just gonna go straight and jump out the window? Yeah, okay. And I'm gonna use my I'm reaction. Do you're both too. To okay. I'm are you gonna use... do anything cool? No, I'm. Uh, no, I'm just using my reaction as I fall to cast Featherfall. Damn, I have okay. Featherfall as well. Damn, okay. How do you have Featherfall? Because I'm a fucking dope monk. Oh, yeah, monks. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Is this window at the far end of the room? So yeah. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty much about, it's like 50 feet away from you guys. And as I'm falling, I'm going to do a perception check. Okay, so yeah, uh, as the three of you uh, are running to catch up to Lazy and Barry, they just get to this window and both of them in quick succession jump out of the window. So and I'm going to actually jump towards the creature and try to use my athletics to 
Well, at, that's the thing. As your what was your perception check? My perception check is eleven. Well, if I sprint, I can move eighty feet. Roll perception for me. Oh shit. 13. Okay, so as the two of you come out of this window and are slowly floating down to the ground, you do not see any sign of... Oh, I'm not slowly falling to the ground yet. I wanted to oh, try you, to you're just gonna land on the guy. S- fucking superhero yeah. drop. Well, you as, as you're coming out of the window, you don't see him anywhere. Okay. The nearest place he could have gone is an alleyway directly to the side of the building. As you guys hit the ground, you are now on the opposite end from the office. Uh, on that front side and there's a couple people in the street and they kind of see what's happening and they start to run off like they were already kind of moving after that first thing popped out of the window uh i cast message on one of the people uh running away from me yeah and i say where did the man go with that was kidnapping the child he says what's in my brain i didn't he went down the alleyway (laughs) to the alley and that man stumbles real hard in the street and scuffs his knee Pretty bad. (laughs) Uh, Real quick, as the two of you are about to dart into the alley, the three chirp, uh, Boris and Swifty, you guys have gotten to the window. I fly right out the window. I just remembered. If you weren't going to do it, I was going to I can fly. (laughs) That's how you learn to fly. So, yeah, as the three of you get to the window, uh, chirp immediately just jumps out and starts floating out there just like, hey, guys, I can fly. Yeah, I'm flying (laughs) up above everybody. Oh, good. I'm going to be like. Aerial Yes. The chopper? Yes. The chopper? That's me. Is this where we find out that Swifty's got wings as well and Boris is just left there by the window going? <laughs> it's just standing at the window. Recon play. Oh, standing by. <laughs> Recon so play. I'm going to walk to the window and Initiated. see this commotion going on and lazily just be like, okay, I guess we go that way now. <laughs> Are you going to jump out the window? No, I'm going to calmly walk back downstairs and follow. Okay. Yeah, I, that's what I was saying. Which way is this alley relative I'm, to the building at the back? Is it just going up and down the back of the building and like um, in parallel, or are we talking? It Can would we be. It and get to the other side. It would basically, if you went back to the stairwell and went down, you'd be on the opposite side of the building yeah, that's from what the we're alleyway. Yeah, man. I thought about that earlier as well. I was like, let's just run back downstairs and cross and get, get in his path. But it won't yeah, that's work. what I was hoping. Like a flanking maneuver. Yeah, it would just be a long way away. Yeah, I'll just jump the window. Okay. Make me a either acrobatics or athletics. I can't cast feather fall on anyone else. Probably like acrobatics because you your dex. Stairs. I have a rope. How far down is it? Uh, it is th- about 30, 40 feet. So, I mean, even if you is fall. Is like a bale of hay conveniently positioned at the bottom of no, the alley? Shit. No, it's just a dirt street out uh, in front. Or, well, stone street, I should say. Um, could cast feather fall on. <laughs> to be honest, no, I'm, I'm just gonna jump it. 3D6 damage, 46 damage. Yeah, might be worth it. Hmm. Said athletics. Yep. Thirteen. You launch yourself out of the window, and as you hit the ground, you try to do a sweet roll maneuver and slip a bit, and you're now on your back. Son of a bitch. You don't take any damage though, Boris. Uh, Boris. Originally forgets that he has Featherfall, but so he starts to just kind of, he goes to jump, but he's a little apprehensive, and then he 
he he goes oh okay and then he uh gets around he does like the the, the drop the drop kind of motion when he comes around it's just his hands hanging on the edge of the window and his legs yeah. dangling back and forth but he's seeing that everyone else is getting way further ahead of him <laughs> and finally he, he just he goes oh i got feather fall and then he and then he casts feather fall all right so yeah as he's falling swift he's glaring up at him like, son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> forgot about magic man the two of, uh, well, as Swifty, as you're picking yourself up, Boris comes to a rest on the ground. Chirp, you're able to get pretty quickly above this building, and you can see down into these alleyways, and you actually spot the monster. Well, make me a perception check first. Yes, sir. I really should do this based on the rules. Oh, oh boy. Um, 13. As you're flying over the orphanage, you're able to catch a quick glimpse of the creature carrying this boy going down an alleyway connected to the one going towards the left from where... I just yelled to everybody, he's over here! Okay. I'm assuming that Lazy and Barry are just full-on sprinting at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I even have... If, if, I can, if I can get to that alley with, uh, within 30 feet and use an action, then I... Will but yeah. yeah yeah you can okay and then I can double dash on um okay oh yeah, yeah. okay so I no can that's go, brilliant yeah actually. I can go really fast okay so if I spend a key point as the two of you start uh, dip into this alleyway real quick and start to run down it lazy very quickly overtakes you Barry <laughs> I'm like the Flash yeah she just like she just kicks ball. it like into like, fucking can nitro I make mode it look like lightning is kind of yeah you start to have like crackles coming off of you yeah. you're not quite there yet but yeah you start to to crackle a bit as you you push yourself and you're able to catch up to this thing pretty easily uh but he's still about five to ten feet in front of you as you're running and he's running at almost the same speed so you're you'll be able to catch up to him but he very quickly takes a right-hand turn into an alleyway, and as you turn into the alleyway behind him, you see that the alley runs for about 40 feet and ends in a dead end. And he comes running up to it and just kind of stops and turns around, and he's like, this fucking city! I try to attack him. Okay. Um, before we do that... Yeah, I mean, how, uh, how, yeah. Far, how far from me was he when I uh, rounded the corner? Uh, Barry, as you're... Uh, starting to take that first left and then come into the alleyway that they ran from, um, you just barely catch a glimpse of Chirp, or Chirp, of Lazy ducking into that alleyway. And as that's happening, you can hear Boris and Swifty behind you in the alleyway, kind of like, which way do we go? <laughs> I don't even... Uh, look back and just say, follow me, dumbasses! I, I try to point them in the right direction. You're gonna swoop down, let them know which... Uh, so... Nobody as... told me we were gonna be running this evening. If I knew we were gonna be running, I wouldn't be wearing these big boots. I'd be wearing my running boots. too much work. <laughs> uh, so, as we... I wanna slow down, like, I'm gonna hold Boris back and be like, as we get to the corner, just, like, creep around and try to see what's going on without them seeing us. Okay, so uh, first thing that happens as Lazy comes into the alleyway and sees this this figure uh, stop, she... Make me a quick perception check. I guess it is really dark. Oh my God. Can I use passive perception? 
Mm -hmm. Did you roll a one? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's your passive? <laughs> Thirteen. Okay. So, uh, the the thing that you notice most about this figure is that he's very easily got this kid under his under one arm, just kind of tucked into his armpit, and he like the top half of his body is just looks like muscle, but it, like muscle formed in an unnatural way like it doesn't have any rhyme or reason to it he's just got all these big kind of bulging muscles underneath yeah the clothing that he's wearing and he uh the face that you can see that's kind of shrouded in this hood um looks almost like the hunchback of notre dame like it's just completely misshapen Gnarled. and he takes one good look at you and says I don't know if I want to fight tonight, but I will to take this boy back to my master. Uh, I'm getting the fuck out of this shithole of a city tonight, and you are not going to stop me. And I don't care if he wants to fight or not. I'm going to let you have a reaction on this, but lightning quick, he um, tries to scramble up one of the walls, um, and he starts to drop the boy, and he gets about halfway up the wall, and has to grab him. So he's got a moment there where you can try to attack I'm him. I'm going to wrestle him. I have stunning strike. Yeah. So I'm going to um, use stunning. I'm going to attack him with my uh, staff. Okay. Uh, you're about 30, 40 feet away from him. Okay. I'm going to bounce up the wall. I'm going to use my athletics and then smack cool. him. Cool. So you run down the alleyway towards him and you try to jump up and bounce off one of the walls. Yeah. And I, I'm going to hit him with my staff. To make me an acrobatics check. Okay. No problem. And a... Uh, 18, and then a uh, uh, attack roll. Problem. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. What'd you roll? <laughs> it's not a 20. <laughs> well, I know that. <laughs> it was a natural fail. Um, so you jump up and try to bounce yourself off one of these walls, and you do a sick-ass flip in midair, which totally throws off your aim, and you miss him completely. I have extra attack, so I'm going to try again. You're going to try again, yeah. Uh, unarmed. Should uh, be. I just have extra attack. And then oh, I no, yeah, you guys are level five now. Yeah. So. Um, assuming a 12 does not hit. No. Um, so, yeah, you try to... Okay, I'm going to try to... <laughs> I'm going to use my bonus action. Okay. And uh, try again. And I think that's with my fists. Yeah, yeah, the bonus action is the unarmed. 23. Um, so you try to, as you're coming, you know, you miss your first shot and you try to quickly jab at him again with your staff and completely miss that one. You're able to, as you're colliding with him, bring your knee up and get him right in center mass in the middle of his back. And he actually drops the boy about 10 feet. When the boy hits the ground, he lets out a loud cry and just starts crying and screaming. That's okay. The kid can cry. But as this happens, you don't have any more turn, do you? I do. I'm still I'm still doing things. So it's um, 11 damage. Okay. And then also I'm using my stunning strike, and that just means that when I hit a creature with a melee weapon, my hands are melee weapons. Yes. Um, you can spend a key point to attempt a stunning strike. The target must succeed on a constitution saving throw or be stunned until the end of its next turn. Okay. What's your DC? So 14. Uh, yeah, he saves. 
Not by much. <laughs> no, he's got like a plus three to constitution as well, so he saves. <laughs> he's a big, nasty, burly man. But the child, he dropped the child. Oh, yeah, he dropped the child real hard. So as this is happening, Barry, you have come into the... You've able to round that corner, and you see this exchange between the two of them and the boy drop. And as you're getting about halfway down the alleyway, Boris and Swifty come around the corner as well, kind of to observe what's happening now. So what are you, what are you going to do? How far away from uh, the boy am I? Uh, about 15 feet. About 15 feet. Yeah. You're pretty close. Do you have like a spectral hand? You could take him and pull him back to you? No, I was thinking of just... Uh, I'm going to stand over him and... How high up is the uh, is the mysterious man? Him and Lazy are kind of tangling, holding on to the side of this wall about 10 feet above your head. Uh, I'm going to try casting uh, Hold Person again. On him? Okay. Yeah. Uh, constitution save. Okay. He does not save. Oh, he fails. He oh, yeah. That's a two. <laughs> he falls nice. to the ground, paralyzed. Okay. Do I have to roll something because I'm kind of tangled up with the guy? You didn't actually. No, you're not. It's not a. It's not an area of effect. It's a single target. Since the boy was already at the ground, and you were standing pretty much over the boy, did he fall on top of those two of them? That's a good point. I was thinking about that because the boy would have been directly under him. Didn't move the boy at all. So yeah, this man now falls directly on top of you. Um, Make me a strength saving throw. I never use strength. Ooh, 19. Oh, shit. <laughs> With zero modifiers. I rolled a 19 for a total of God 19. <laughs> okay, so you're able to... I'm ready to, to save this boy. <laughs> you're able to kind of catch this guy as he's coming down to keep him from landing on the kid, mm. but you're not quite strong enough to, you know, keep a hold on him, and you just kind of topple backwards, and now he's laying on top of you. Yeah. So you've got the paralyzed form of him yeah, just laying over st- you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How long is that? Guys? Like, where we're coming in at uh, it's top. about 30 feet away from where, where at. you're at. Yeah, to this feet. dead end. Anybody strong among us? <laughs> we have, a, like, between all of us, somebody with a strength of over 14? No. 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 Uh, Boris is a dwarf, so. I'm about to get Whole person's, what, a minute? Guy. A minute. Uh, you guys have about 30 more seconds of this guy being paralyzed at this point. <laughs> I drop down and I try to bind him. Me and okay. Barry should have time to get around that corner and get up to Boris, sorry. I'd say the two of you got about halfway down the, the alleyway as Barry was knocking him off the wall and catching him and now has we him on top. Yeah, so we're about 15 feet away. Yeah, yeah. a motion of 30 feet. Yeah, you guys are, I mean, right on top of him. But There's that's what I'm saying. is like motion, the, so. the five or the four of you are now standing over Barry with this guy on him and you have about 30 seconds. Tie him up, so. tie yeah, him up. I tie him up. I'm not even going to do that. I'm going to pull out my four poison dagger, hit the fast poison button, and just go stab right in his chest. We okay. need information from him. No, we don't. The boy's right there. We're fine. No, well, but he was trying to... Yeah, why is he for? trying to... Please, please tell me the, the guy suddenly we're, looks like Flubba. We're a detective agency. We can detect some Nobody shit from this told corpse. Swifty no. not to kill him. Swifty, don't kill him. This is a bad man that took I, a boy. I, we don't have a chance kill. to I hold my him. arm up. So Swifty, I'm tying him up while Swifty's doing this. is Swifty's MO. Why are you guys surprised? I'm trying to tie him up and Swifty's trying to stop him. The five of you are like arguing over this and Swifty's about to stab this guy. He starts to move. And I, I'm tying him up. You, you've got his feet tied. His hands are free, though, and he starts... I tie his hands first. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, fine. Then you, then his feet are free, I would say. And so his feet start to thrash around, and he's trying to get them under him as uh, you're tying him. I jump on top. We're all, 
<laughs> Guys, come on! Oh Are you fucking serious? So good right now. Like, um, so now Chirp he's is still on, on me, and, and now he's, he's got his butt on again. me. This, this Chirp grab with her hands or with like her legs. She got a bit of like Bob. bird in her. She's got both. Like <laughs> I don't think talons. she's got talons. talons. No. Okay. I've got to have some talons. Talented. Can I grab his feet? Yes. I would like to try to grab his feet okay. and pull the bad guy off of the pile while at the same time aciding his feet. Or just bite his feet off. Oh, God. You, you, you can do that. <laughs> bite his feet off. Does this man look like a lock even to you? Today. Come on. Yeah. This guy has like, no chance. Okay. First thing you're going to have to do is make me a strength check to see if you can hold <laughs> on to these strong calves. 16. You try to grab these legs and they're thrashing real hard and one of them slips out of your hand and almost kicks you in the chest causing you to let go of the other one to move out of the way and this guy is able to push himself up off of the b top of Barry and he's still got chirp on his back <laughs> and his hands tied behind his back behind his back I'm assuming yeah but now you can see you can all see his face clearly and his eyes are glowing red and he's just like okay we're gonna fucking do this thing are we let's fight Hello, friend. Welcome to the Salandrian Siren, your source for news, weather, and sports. I'm your host, J.P. Winterbottom. This week's top story, the leaders of the Tinker Republic and the Andaleth Collective are set to meet with our benevolent leader, Gendriv Ironbound, seventh of his name, Lord of the Dwarven Imperium, protectorate of the Great Anvil, and God among men, later this month. These meetings will be held to discuss the future of our societies and how we may all prosper together. Summer will soon be upon us, and here with some tips to stay cool out there, our very own Walton the Weather Wizard. Walton? Stay inside. The sun cannot sear your flesh inside. Oh, okay. Thanks, Walton. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey, everybody, it's your DM, Andrew. Uh, so... The next couple of episodes are going to be a little different. We've got some guest stars coming in, and we are just so excited for everybody to finally hear these episodes. We uh, have already recorded them, and we had a ton of fun. So look out for those. They're going to be a great time. But we're going to be changing up this middle section Um so there's not going to be any more Salandry and Siren for our guest episodes. Instead, we're going to have little interviews to kind of introduce the players behind the characters. I got to make this quick because we've actually got one of our first ads from another podcast to run uh, here in just a second. So I just finish up real quick by saying you can always find us on Twitter at Beholder underscore S. You can find us on just about any podcasting app that's out there. And you can also find us on Patreon if you want to 
support us monetarily. And speaking of Patreon, this episode is actually named after and has a character in it named after our biggest Patreon supporter, Tomash Tolash. Sorry, Tomash, if I butchered your name throughout this whole episode. Uh, and thank you so much for your continued support. All right. Well, thanks, guys. And uh, let's jump into that ad. Hey there, podcast listeners. Are you a fan of real play RPG podcasts but tired of the same old crowds of people who take the game maybe a little bit too seriously? Do you yearn for charismatic hosts stopping at nothing to make each other laugh and have a good time? Do you love the sound of local NPCs or quest givers getting harassed to no end? Come listen to the Legion of Renob, a 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. That's Legion of R-E-N-O-B. Listen to us on iTunes or anywhere that your ear holes can find a podcast. Last up, sports. In Boneball, the Burfinden Owlbears are looking... Oh, hold on, folks. We're losing the Sentinel. Do not believe their lies. A great invasion is coming. We have grown fat and weak, ripe for pillage. Prepare for war, citizens. Your governments will not protect you. they are, are we are we back? Thanks folks. We are experiencing some technical difficulties. We're going to have to cut this episode short. So till next time, hail the greater dwarven empire. <laughs> Let's roll for initiative. Okay, Boris. Yeah, I got a nine. Nine. Barry. Twenty total. Twenty. Swifty. Eighteen. Can I try to kill this guy? Uh, Lazy. Twenty-two. Chirp. Four. Okay, were you ready for this battle? Yeah, I want right. to hit Are it. you ready for this battle? Good. I'm glad you want to hit it, because you're up first. <laughs> I'm going to hit it. Okay. Do it, Lazy. Hit it. <laughs> you hit it with uh, So right good. now... Um, you're, I mean, you're right. All of you are pretty much circled around it he right now. He still has his hand ties. His hands tied. He's got his hands tied behind his back, but Chirp is on his back. Um, and Barry is, I'd say you were able to get yourself off, off the ground. Well, at this point, he's kind of moving around too. And did so. you well, I'd say you're all kind of in a semicircle in front of him with Chirp on his back. Did yeah. he pull the boy away with him when he scrambled away? No, the boy's still, uh, laying on the ground, like, Five ten feet away, screaming and crying. Does he look like he's sustained any large amount of damage? Um, his leg looks to be maybe twisted in a weird way. Yeah, he'll be fine. He's not moving much. He's just laying there screaming and crying. So lazy. What are you gonna do, this bad boy? You're directly in front of him. He's a really bad boy. Kill it! Kill it with fire! There's multiple wayward boys in this situation. <laughs> Leave me alone. Sweet. Okay. Um. That's enough. I'm going to hit it with my quarterstaff. Okay. Yeah, of course. It. We're not it. even giving him a... Uh, 17. He doesn't need a name yet. 17 does not hit. I'm going to try again. 19. 19 does not hit. Okay, I'm going to uh, punch it with my hands. Okay. Slap-a-dap. Slap-a-dap. <laughs> 20. That hits. 
Flap-a-dap. You found his AC. <laughs> 10 damage. Double left arm. And jab at him a couple of times with it. And he kind of gives you this smug look as he just easily dodges out of the way and kind of gives you a smile. And you just backhand him as hard as you can. And he's looking pretty angry. Uh, and now it's his turn. And he, with chirp on his back, oh kind of looks over his shoulder and he says, Are you ready to go for a wild ride, birdie? No. And he... <laughs> With his arms behind his back, he says, I'm not going to need these anymore. And you see his arms detach at the shoulders and slither down his body and attach themselves into his hips. And at that position, they're able to easily slip out of the bonds that you you tied around them. And they reach up and they grab (laughs) Chirp on on his back. So I'm going to attack him again. What? Third arm, bitch. Um, because I have the sentinel feet. When a creature within five feet of you makes an attack against a target, he's not making an attack. It. He's not making any attacks. On person. <laughs> he's taking his arms and he's going to grab her and hold her there. Mm. She's oh, gonna have to make no! a strength, uh, strength oh, save. No. Or oh yeah, no, it's a grapple. So um, you can use athletics or acrobatics. Oh, I can. I'm gonna use acrobatics then. Twenty three. You are easily able to, with one hand, like you keep holding on to him, but with one hand, you're able to bat both those hands away real quick. All right. Yeah, and he's not able to hold on to you. But as Makes you bat those hands away, jello. Fuck. Yeah. well, as you bat those hands away, you can feel the muscles of his back underneath you that are all weird and bumpy uh, start to move around. And directly underneath you, you feel them start to push out, and you hear a ripping sound from the cloth. Oh, no. Oh, no. The cloth, like, kind of hoodie that he's wearing. And you feel something start to push against your chest. And suddenly, I'm going to need you to make one more athletics or acrobatics roll. Oh, no. Eleven. Suddenly... A mass of tentacles burst forth from his back and from these muscles. And you can actually feel these muscles start to deflate as these tentacles come out. As though these bumpy masses of muscles were the tentacles. And they surround your body and start to hug you tight. And make me a constitution save. Um, constitution. So 13. As these tentacles are gripping you tight, you start to feel a burning sensation everywhere that they touch you, and you take four points of poison damage. And now it's Barry's turn. So Barry, you're just to the right of Lazy. You're looking at him right in his face. As this transformation was happening, you can see that his face looks like it's starting to sag a bit, like he's he's losing concentration on that part of himself, the front part, and the back part is just wrapped around Chirp. I'm going to look at Chirp and be like, good luck, birdie. <laughs> Bye bye, baby. And I'm going to go immediately over the the boy, and I guess uh, initiate a, a grapple to where it's least contested if he tries to get the boy again. Oh, so you're gonna go stand in front of the boy I'm and hold on holding, to him, holding you're on. You're protecting him, and that boy. way just hold on. To, okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, will that use my action, or can I? I'd say that you can still use any spell that doesn't take like. A full action, well, so like a reactionary cast, uh, spell, cure, cure wounds. Oh, that works as well. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, so straight up. Yeah, I, on yeah, 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 I'm down with that because that's a touch yeah. spell. 
Alright, so I heal him for 15 points of damage. Oh, perfect. So as uh, you scoop this boy up, as you scoop Tomash off the ground and pick him up into your arms, you're, you're casting a, that Cure Wounds healing spell into him. And his leg was kind of twisted as a, at a, a natural angle as you were picking him up. And as you cast this spell into him, it twists itself back around and looks fine. And he immediately stops crying and screaming. And he looks up into your face and he says, Uncle Barry. Yes, Tomash, it's going to be okay. We're going to get you out of here. Thank you, Uncle Barry. <laughs> Please, you have to protect me. This man this man said he's going to take me to his, his, his master and make me do all sorts of horrible things. Did he say any names? No, he just, he said that, well, he kept saying the word Fenton. Fenton? And I, I think he meant it as himself. Fenton, okay, be quiet now, Tomash. Thank you. And hold on tight. Things might yes, get Uncle a little Perry. scary. Yes. There's a fight Thank going you. on over here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's your whole turn. Uh, and now it is Swifty's turn. I pull out my ball bearings with one hand. Yeah. And I throw them at the feet of the bad guy. Okay. Scattering them. Okay. And then I look up and I see This is bird not the person. time to play with your balls, dude. <laughs> I see bird person in pain and I'm like, bird person, no! <laughs> <laughs> and I run forward, jump the beginning of the ball bearings and try to grapple with the guy and okay. try to bite his face. Ooh, nice. Okay. The ball bearings, I'm going to say that kind of uses up your bonus action. But the, the jump and the grapple is going to be, I'm going to combine it into one just strength roll because you're, you're enraged. <laughs> Not 20. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. So <laughs> you see this happening, take in what's all going on around you. And you see bird person in this immense pain and just, no, and as you're jumping through the air, you scatter these ball bearings out underneath you and sink your teeth into his face. Uh, roll me damage. Eight. Nice. So you you jump onto him, and now you're holding onto the front of him, and you bite directly down into his face that's kind of, like, drooping. And you see in his eyes that there's, there's like, more awareness that comes to him, and the tentacles that are holding Chirp start to relax a bit. So... Because Chirp is on his back, you get advantage. Oh, yeah. I have that, too. Flocking. And yeah, so you should get an extra 3d6. Yeah. Now roll 3d6. So that gives you, yeah. 16. You get a really good bite on his face and tear half of it off. And now you're chewing on what seems to be like chewing gum tex texture. Like it, it just, it doesn't break down. It just keeps chewing and chewing and chewing. This, this isn't an action. Yeah. But... I'm going to spit out the face. Like, <laughs> I've had better faces. <laughs> uh, so now it's Boris's turn. And yeah, now he has like the bottom half of his face is ripped off. And you can just see these like burning eyes and bottom of his still, jaw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're on the front of him and Chirp is on the back of him. <laughs> Boris is a little surprised and in shock at what's unfolded in front of him. But he's getting a little more used to this now. So... Um, <laughs> It's just another day in the office, so <laughs> yeah. he uh, quickly noticed uh, what Barry's done with uh, Tomash, and yeah. uh, comes alongside, heads straight towards Barry, so he's also alongside Barry, and he puts his hand down on Tomash, and uh, on his what, his healed leg, I guess, and, uh, and then casts invisibility, so he's going to make Tomash invisible. Nice. All right. 
he obviously paid attention to his arcane focus before doing that. Well, yeah. Otherwise, well, and I it just would yeah, so, shout an invisibility, and nothing would happen. So now, chirp, it's gonna be your <laughs> turn. So. Boris and Barry are protecting Tomash. Uh, doing a really good job of it at this point. Mm -hmm. But you are all tangled up. Yes, I am. In the back of this weird right. shifty man. To get out, like, you can attack him from where you're at. I'd say the tentacles have loosened to the point where she can get down to one of her daggers and stab him with can, it. Can bird people regurgitate? <laughs> I've never I've Just never. Don't know it's going to come in handy. I mean, possibly, yeah. I just happen to have this uh, poison rune in my stomach now. <laughs> That's some end game stuff right there. You can get a uh, attack on him with a dagger with advantage. Thirteen plus plus seven. Oh, that. Oh, 20. that hits. That hits. Eighteen. So eighteen damage total. Uh, yeah. So you still a little bit tangled up in these tentacles are able to pull a dagger out from your belt and stab it deep into his back. And he kind of lets out a, a bit of a scream as you do that. And Swifty, you know, notice that. Does he that... let me go? No, no. Uh, hold on, uh, Swifty. You notice that that awareness in his eyes starts to fade a little bit. And Carrie, I'm going to need you at now. That's the end of your turn to make one more uh, athletics or acrobatics roll to try and bust out of this grapple. Thirteen. You're good. Oh, I'm out? Yeah. So these, these tentacles try to tighten down on you for a moment as you stab him, but you're able to push back against them, leveraging yourself with that dagger. Yeah. And break free of them. And All now right. you're kind of floating midair because you're still, you yeah, were still I'm flying. Yeah, I'm up above. Lazy, it's your turn. And these guys are like front and back. How much surface area of this? Guy is exposed. His whole back, His whole is, back exposed is exposed, now. but it's on the uh, opposite side of you now because in front of you, there's about a five foot, like half circle in front of what's going on here of ball bearings. So Swifty's on his face. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go around the backside and smack him okay. with my quarter staff. And I rolled in a 20. All right. And damage. 23 and God that's just on my damn. first hit. I'm going to I'm going to hit him again. You guys have done a lot of fucking then. damage to this guy. I'm 22 14. You those are your two attacks, right? Yeah, but then I'm going to um use my bonus action to hit him with my fist. Yep. Yeah, fist him. Will I miss? Oh no. You're what a tight ass. You're able to strike him two times really hard from the back and uh and then I try to smack him, and yeah, you you reach out to to kick him with your leg and totally miss him. <laughs> I don't think you know how fisting works. <laughs> I was trying to get away from the fisting, Wes. To be fair, I don't think Lazy knows how fisting works either. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Let's move on. So it's his turn now. The monster. Oh, do a thing. Make me a acrobatics or athletics. First thing that he does is that he tries to reach those arms that are at his hips now around uh, to Swifty and hold him closer, but he, he can't quite get a good grip on him. Swifty's able to buckle him, buck him off. Shimmy and weave. <laughs> uh, he's like, okay, fine. And he is able to jump up into the air, only about two feet, and then he's coming down on the front of him with Swifty underneath him. Body slam. What was your AC? 15. Yeah, he's... Like, can I try to struggle with him so I come down on top instead of him? Oh, no, he's, like, 
just hopping up and belly flopping directly onto the ground. And he's able to bring his weight down on top of you for four damage. That's pretty much his turn. He's just going to be trapping you underneath him now. So yeah, Barry, it's your turn. Let's see. I think I'm going to cast... I'm going to go with Charm Person. I don't think it's a person. Okay. He's a person. Still, He's a person. Right? He's humanoid. humanoid yeah. Right? Okay. He's humanoid. Yeah. And that's going to be a wisdom save. He looks to be vaguely human. Uh, wisdom save? Wisdom save. Oh, yeah. No. He is definitely not going to fucking He fails? That. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I rolled look. a fucking seven, so... I'm going to go, hail and well met, friend. <laughs> and he's like, oh, buddy, what's going on? Hey, can you get off of my buddy real quick? You're kind of squishing no, him. No, he bit my face off. I'm I not going to be able to he, do that for you. He didn't mean to bite his face. I'm not going to be able to do that yes, for I you. Did. I Swifty, don't like stop him very it. much. Stop it, Swifty. We're friends now. Are we all You and me friends. are friends. You and me are friends. And friend, you know what you could do for me as my friend? Yeah. You could give me that boy. What boy? There's no boy in my arms. What did you do with the boy? I don't know what I did with the boy. You had the boy. I did have the boy. This fucking city. I know. It's fucking crazy, man. What are you doing here anyway? Just uh, going around kidnapping and raising I'm some terror? here to acquire the boy. I would very much not want to offend, offend you, my friend, but we we can come to some sort of agreement. Yeah, here, for right? sure. Hey, get off him. I have a pint of ale over here. Let's have some beer. That's your turn, though. Now it is Swifty's turn. Don't fucking touch him, Swifty. He's charmed. You're still underneath him. Can I disengage without breaking the charm? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just cannot make an attack. Yeah, don't attack him. him. Don't hurt him. <laughs> oh, hold on. We might have to meta this a little bit. Why? He has advantage. The bad guy or I do? The bad guy does. Oh, yeah. What's your ace? Your DC? 16. Yeah, I rolled a 17. Son of a bitch. Yeah. That was a nice talk, dude. (laughs) This is what I thought was going to happen. I thought we had a connection there for a minute. For just a fucking second. No. No. Because we're fighting it, he has advantage on that roll. So now it's your turn, and he's very angry and trying. He wants to kill you again. Well, he did, never really stopped, but now he wants to kill everybody again. I can reach my uh, uh, my poison dagger, right? Like, oh, yeah. I, I'm yeah. assuming I had it when yeah. I went to grab one. Oh, yeah. So 15 plus 8. Okay. Uh, yeah, that definitely hits him. And you had, uh, what did you put loaded into that at the very beginning? The um, fast poison, or? Yeah, I think it, so. no, That's it was, what he it said was fast, because I wanted to drop his ass. Okay. Give me damage on that. Six. So there should be a constitution save on your part? No, he is immune to poison. Oh. Sucks for you, bro. Yeah, I was kind of hoping you'd got you had got that first stab off so I could reveal that right away, but yeah, no, he's he's that's all you can do on your turn though. Well, you can disengage from him and get out from under him. Yeah, I would like to use my He's not technically grappling you anymore. Okay. Basically like are we on the ball bearings? Yeah, pretty much. I want to push him up and just sort of slide out. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's still prone, and you're now laying on the ground, I'd say like 10 feet away. Yeah. You were able to slide yourself, yeah. So now it is Boris's turn. I'm going to guess, I'm going to look at Barry f- for a second. I'm going to guess, I'm going to be like... I'm going to stare back into his eyes. Right. It's a beautiful moment amongst all this carnage. I missed our <laughs> travels. Yeah, I'm just thinking, I hope this is not the last beer we get to drink together. I agree. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that you're kind of holding your arms out in an unusual kind of 
cupping of a boy. <laughs> I'm not. For the fucking record, not cupping a boy. <laughs> Wayward boys. Wayward boys. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. That you obviously hold in this wayward boy. Your fellow wayward boy. Reach I'm going to guess. you. Yeah, I, I got pretty good uh, perception, so... Um, what are you doing, Boris? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to... Your powers of suggestion really fucking suck now, too. I'm going <laughs> to cast on Tomash Longstrider. Okay. Because I'm going to look at Barry, and it's going to be kind of obvious that he doesn't normally hold his arms in this outward you kind also of way. cast invisibility on him so i would imagine that gives you because you're concentrating on it a little bit of a link to know where also, he's at well, but it is it requires touch so also i was yeah. right next to him the whole yeah. time yeah so, so you're I practically must have seen still him touching him. him so yeah you just kind of reach out and pat around till yeah. you feel a shape that feels like boy yeah, hopefully it's appropriate yeah yeah <laughs> And uh, uh, we're not going for the NC seventeen <laughs> rating. He has long. <laughs> he has long. As you're reaching out, just like I hope this isn't butt. I hope this isn't yeah. butt. I hope this isn't butt. All right. Right. Pretty much. And um, yeah, because otherwise, just having a patchy beard isn't isn't Boris's only problem in society. Yeah. So. So. Uh, Do you say anything? Are you going to tell him to run? Uh, how close is this and distracted is? Yes, or run the past. Main yep. Dude. Yes, to run past. Uh, I mean, he's pretty distracted. He's laying prone. How long does um, he have long strider for? He's got an hour. He's that for an hour as well. Lazy so over the top. We don't have the to time to run right this second. True. I'm just going to point it on him. You know what I've done because you're not. Yeah, I was there. Because you were you. there. We him. made eye contact. Holding him it. and. <laughs> yeah. And okay. so, uh, yeah. And I, I, I don't I know if I could, start... I could. I could whisper to Barry about this guy hearing me and be like. Just long strider, just so he knows. Okay. I think in the carnage of battle, I don't think that should be too much, right? No, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. So that's what I do. All right. And uh, then I. And I say, can you please stop touching the boy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, chirp, it's your turn. Uh, you're floating pretty much just above uh, Lazy's head. I'm just gonna shoot him. With my short bow. Do it hard. I always aim for the head. Okay. Oh, and that's a nat 20. Nice. So I hit him. Good. Nice. And so I roll. Good heat bird person. 20 total? Yeah. Yep. Yes. That's big damage. Yeah. From the position that you're at in the sky, you're able to just headshot uh 360 no scope headshot this guy <laughs> and the arrow as it enters the back of his head he starts to scream out but you see that the flesh around it kind of moves out of the way and starts to reform and push itself out and pushes the arrow out of its skull but now there's a visible chunk missing out of the top of his head fuck this guy has endless. regeneration and now it is Lazy's turn. I'm gonna just hit him some more with my staff. Do I'm it. Good at that. Twenty-four. That hits. Twenty-six actually. That hits. Can I just say I'm seeing like images from? Do you remember, remember that show Dinosaurs with the baby? Like uh, not the data. Fifteen data. <laughs> Not the mama. Not the, not oh, the not mama. the mama. That's yeah. right. Yeah, it was the dad. Fifteen was damage hit. for the first hit. I'm gonna hit him again. 
uh, and miss. Uh, but I'm gonna try to punch him or okay. kick him. Actually, I'm gonna try to kick him. Okay. Like plant my staff in the ground and try to kick him. Curb stomp him. Twenty-three. Mm-hmm. Six. So total. Fifteen. So twenty-one. There you go. Uh, so. You're able to bring your quarterstaff down on him pretty easily at first. He's not really paying much attention to you, but as you get that first really good hit across his back, he starts to move and see that you're there, and you're able to get one good stomp in on the back of his left knee, and his his leg looks a little rough. At this point, he starts to shake violently his whole body seems to go into a seizure and kind of starts to reform itself and now he he almost ends up back in the same shape that he originally was and he's but he's laying on his back like his reconfigured everything so from laying on his front he's now on his back and looks almost back normal to the way he was before and he says this fucking city and reaches into his his pouches and pulls out a black crystal and just breaks it on the ground next to himself. And underneath of him, a portal opens up and he falls through it immediately and it immediately closes and he disappears. I investigate the ground where he threw the black crystal. Okay. So the uh, Roman investigation check, you can take your passive, like, Oh, no, I'm Perception. Fifteen. Fifteen? Yeah. Um, so you check out the ground in the spot where he disappeared, and you can see that pretty much from the edge of where the portal was, everywhere that it opened up, is spotlessly clean. Like, everything that was in that spot was pulled through. I wish he'd visit my room and do that. Way to find the silver lining, Barry. All right, so uh, Boris, you made an Arca- Ar- Arcana check? I did. What was it? It was 26. Uh, So you're able to tell that this portal was just pure conjuration magic. It's just a portal from one place to another. Okay. Um, But it also seems like dark almost. Mm. I don't know if magic can have like a a texture to it. It just seems kind of rough and and primitive. Um, Like it was just a simple. It's kind of like you cast the spell. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of shitty. You're like, Like, hey, I could do that. (laughs) <laughs> Boris is a little concerned that maybe somehow he was involved. Oh no! <laughs> in casting this spell, uh, does anybody else want to check out the alleyway? Or are you going to get this boy the hell out of there? Yeah, I want to get out of there. I'm yeah, I'm on. I'm ready to go. I don't like mission. this weird shit. Okay, so uh, the five of you make it back to the beholder's eye pretty easily with this boy. I would say that. Well, I don't know. Would you, would the five of you decide to take him back to the Beholder's Eye, or would you try to take yes. him back into this no. orphanage? Um, I'm not going to take him right back we to We took him to abducted. Beholder's Eye. We want yeah. to do an investigation. We want to see what's going on with him. Have yeah. a chat with him. Obviously. You guys get back to the Beholder's Eye uh, without running into any problems. Well, at this point, it is just past midnight, and... You get back into the beholder's eye, get him into the break room, and Tomash seems very tired, very exhausted from this whole ordeal and doesn't really want to answer any questions that you have. But he he says, I'll give you any information that I can, but do you have a bed here that I could sleep sleep in? 
Yeah, of course. Um, I let him sleep on my bed while he sleep on the floor in front of the door. Okay. So you you take Tomash back to your office and and lay him down on the bed and and sing him a, a little song good night and he falls asleep pretty quickly. You figure you guys can get some good information from him in the morning. As you set up a watch for the night to make sure you know nobody else comes for this child. As he's sleeping, he starts to kind of mumble under his breath. And who would have taken the first watch? Me. Carrie. Okay. Chirp. Uh, so you're as you're watching over this boy, <laughs> I said you're Barry. you know. <laughs> uh, I, I want I want for a swap. We're all, we're all there. We're all just standing around the beds. Yeah. <laughs> I feel, you know, I was He's used to it. Myself. He was with Abigail. Yeah. 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 Abigail stares at him in his sleep. So yeah, as you're as you're kind of sitting in the same room as this child as he's sleeping and he starts to mutter under his breath, you notice that several of the items on the nightstand next to the bed start to slowly float up into the air. Mm. And I'm going to need you to roll a d20 for me. Okay. 10. As these these items start to float up into the air slightly, you feel this kind of weird feeling in the back of your mind and everything around you starts to waver for a second. Oh no. And his his muttering start to get more intense and then suddenly they just cut off and he, he kinda snorts a bit in his sleep and turns over and the the items that were floating <gasps> fall back down to the table slightly okay. and none of them fall off the table or anything, but uh he rolls back over and goes back to sleep peacefully. The night passes with n- no more incidents. Oh, I thought I was going to get a second arm or something like that. No. Uh, (laughs) The watches, you know, change over a few times. You trade over with Barry. He trades back with Boris. And everybody trades around except for Swifty, who has gone home at this point and says fuck off to everybody. And as the morning comes, Aldilar and Penny show up. And the five of you in the break room with this boy, Tomash, feeding him some breakfast and getting ready to question him as Aldalar and Penny walk in. And as Aldalar walks through the door, he, he sees the boy and kind of gives you all a strange look and Penny walks in and says, Oh, lovely! A new friend for us. Son of a bitch, we're not getting paid.
That's a wrap, people.